You're watching The Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates. You're watching the Pirate Football Playback on the Sports Objective. Join us every Sunday night on our YouTube channel and Facebook Live as we talk East Carolina football. Now, here are the guys. Welcome in to the Pirate Playback brought to you by, presented by LNK Custom Homes. Talk to Kevin Walker. He's a licensed general contractor, and you can call him at 336-688-8461. So excited. Um, big Pirate victory on Friday night is still um, – I'm still on a high. How about you, Kyle Barber? Yeah, I've watched the replay of the kick. Um, I don't know how many times, uh, several. Uh, I've watched uh, the fourth quarter over again on uh, my DVR. Uh, uh, somebody went and put Jeff Charles's radio call yeah. over the TV uh, kick, and I've watched that on Twitter uh, several times. So, uh, yeah, it's a good win. Um, it. It, Matt, uh, it, it kind of reminded me of the the 90s a little bit with this game because back in the 90s, we used to make all these random trips against these random teams, yep. you know, before Conference USA and then in the early days of Conference USA and uh, kind of going on the road and beating BYU uh, was kind of reminiscent of something from the 90s to me. Yeah, I thought that was – I, like I said earlier, I really enjoyed watching that game just because it was something outside the norm. And uh, it, it uh, I, I see where you're going with that, Kyle. It is a little reminiscent of the 90s. And I'll tell you what, guys, I, I was not big on the Friday night game before it happened. But I got to say, it made a few things. First of all, it made my weekend feel longer playing yeah, on a Friday night. It did. <laughs> and it was a little less – it made my Saturday a lot less stressful. So – uh, I actually, in hindsight, you know, I enjoyed the Friday night game. It was an awesome game to watch. I mean, even if you're not an ECU or a BYU fan, I'm sure that was, you know, a fun game to watch. So, um, you know, I don't want to make a habit of the Friday night games, but I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I agree with you about if you're a, a neutral fan, a college football fan in general, uh, that was a good game to watch. Um, and that's what I'm telling you. When you go to work tomorrow uh, up there in the Northeast, uh, more people will probably mention that win. If you, I don't know if you guys even talk sports at work, but you, you might get more pass on the back about that win than you have any so far this year. And by the way, not for nothing, UCF's in the top 25, so we've beaten the top 25 team this year. Um, so how about that? And the Pirates getting votes in the AP top 25. None in the coaches poll. I don't know what the hell these SIDs are doing to do these uh, polls for the coaches, but uh, – uh, the fact that we're not getting votes in the top and that top twenty-five is ridiculous, but we are in the AP. Um, anyway, yeah. Well, I don't know if you guys heard, but you know, the only reason why we won that UCF game apparently is because <laughs> we somehow stole a playbook. But well, here, not here, only did we get the playbook, but yeah. somehow Mike Houston guys well memorized it in about three days. Well, and he, taught it to our players. Well, here's the thing, man. <laughs> here's the thing, man. And I want all UCF. All UCF fans out there that are watching this, 
and all UCF media out there that are listening to this to hear this. It's true. We did steal your playbook, and we've given it to Memphis, Navy, and Tulane. So you're screwed, baby. You're screwed. (laughs) We didn't give it to Cincinnati because we wanted you guys to beat them because it's, you know, it's going to help us with our path to the conference championship, you know, when we run through the rest of our schedule. But we've given it to the other three so they can knock you off. So you're screwed. I'm sorry. Sorry, UCF. Yeah, you know what it comes down to, guys? (laughs) Look, they cannot – they're not in in reality right now, and they need to come down from their high house. Look, you got your ass beat. You got beat. Take it like a man and move on. Stop making excuses why you lost to East Carolina. Uh, you lost. We won. Get over it and and move on. And that's what it comes down to. Stop making excuses. That's like, I mean, the worst excuse I've ever heard in my life for losing a ball game that a, G, a graduate assistant uh, gave the playbook to the to Mike Houston. Oh, Mike. I've heard that crap before. People always, whenever that somebody, you, you know, they beat since they beat Cincinnati this week. They first figure, oh well, you know, hey, you, you know, clearly the only way East Carolina beat us was because, you know, could it could it just be that hey, we were really well prepared for that game? Could it be that maybe you guys were looking to hit the Cincinnati a little bit? Could it be that Cincinnati's just not as good as uh, people think they are? So yeah. you know, I, I, I you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I, I think if we keep playing like we have the last few weeks, uh, a lot of more people are going to be excu- accusing us of stealing playbooks. Yes, sir. And, you know, that's that's quite all right. If you people want to disrespect us, uh, Matt Semenza, you know, you've uh, you wore the purple and gold and I know you still do um, even after your playing days. And people always disrespect us. That's part of being a pirate. And that's where the chip comes from, from the recruiting process that you're not good enough to be these big schools. Maybe if it's in the Northeast, like your case or wherever the case may be, the Midwest, the South, whatever. And the bottom line is we're pirates. We're used to it. We're not going to be the end thing that's okay that's that's what's part of our dna the hard-working blue-collar people and i'll tell you what our fan base um is awesome um pirate nation go ahead and get your tickets by the way for the houston game well our fan base used to be awesome um i think our fan base now needs some work uh because uh, i didn't see asses well, when i watch nc state play on a thursday night and their asses are in their seats with, with a 7 30 kickoff and it's packed when I watch North Carolina have an 8 o'clock kickoff on a Saturday night in the wine and cheese crowd and uh, Chapel Hill has that place packed. And, you know, yeah, I, I think these last two night games, I think particularly the UCF game, fan support was disappointing. And uh, so I'm challenging the fans, like you were about to, Dave, to, yeah. uh, you know, and the, most of the people that listen to the show are preaching to the choir. They're there. If you can be there on, on November 19th, be there. You, you Win or lose to Cincinnati, it doesn't matter. We, if we beat Cincy, we have to sell the damn place out. But exactly. if we if we don't We're have if we don't have at least forty thousand in the seats, not tickets sold, but in the seats, that'd be a damn shame. Well, there's yes. Oh, sorry, David. As you say, it certainly would. And you know, even even if a scenario where you know, I, first of all, let me just say, I think that is a very winnable game at Cincinnati. And um, but even if we were to drop that game. You still have a team that's now bowl eligible, uh, with a chance to at that point, if when you I were to lose Cincinnati, win yeah, win eight games and get that seventh game at home against a good opponent. So what more do you really want? I mean, what more do you want at that point? This um, is the last time we're gonna play Houston. So Yeah, most likely unless we meet them in a bowl game. I don't see that one uh be a scheduled non conference, you know. 
Well, um, I want to challenge, wait a minute, and I want to challenge our administration since they won't talk to me anymore. <laughs> not that it really matters, but um, hey, they don't schedule. talk to you at all anymore? Not really, uh, but it's all right. Uh, let's uh, let's when schedule. did this occur, Dave? Uh, it's all right, it's all good. I should have said that, but it's okay. Um, so no more John somebody. Gilbert on the show? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, schedule somebody. Let's schedule. Can we schedule, please? You know, um, and you know what? Um, it's fine. If NC State and North Carolina won't come on the schedule, last time I checked, and, and we should have them on the schedule, by the way, but that's her choice. Matt and, and Kyle and I, we could sit in a room and start calling people, and I'm sure there's plenty of Power 5 schools and Group of 5 schools will be great opponents that we can get. Well, so it'll be interesting to see who, who, he, who the opponent is for the home-and-home home that we're, we're going to have to sign. Um, Norfolk that, State. Huh? <laughs> no, well, it's going to be an FBS opponent. It's going to be an FBS opponent, I don't, I don't want to start that argument again. We'll, we'll save no, that for no, off the no. air. But uh, the, the, it'll be an FBS opponent. It'll be interesting to see who he gets. Uh, but I want to know more about the, uh, the, the inside scoop here with the administration not communicating with you anymore. It's all right. It's all good. Um, that was drive a, our media credentials, right? Yeah, we do, and I'm very appreciative of that and grateful for that. Um, but the well, fact you know, you, the, 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 does John? Do you want to you want to say here on the air to John Gilbert and and and, uh, and and the head of the Pirate Club, uh, Ron Robinson, what you what you give to the Pirate Club every year? I mean, I give a lot, but I mean, it's fine if they. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're all Pirate Club members, so you know when when, yeah. when when they refuse to talk to us, you forget about it from a media member standpoint. That what they're doing is is refusing to 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 communicate with pirate club members, and uh, you, you're a pretty substantial donor. I, I I'm a donor, not substantial. Matt, I have no idea what where you're you know where you are with the pirate club, but uh, it, it, you know I don't know Bubba donates, and I know Bubba dad Bubba's father is a big donor. Yes, he is. Um, so you know better 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 watch who you decide not to communicate with, boys and girls. Well, I was just saying that because I think that. Uh... I think that we need to do a better job scheduling, but, um, but anyways, the biggest thing is guys, let's talk about Cincinnati. That's more important than me. I'm not trying to make this show about me. I was just making the point about scheduling and Matt, this game is uh, the great thing about this season is this is the most fun we've had in a long time. And I was thinking about today, speaking of me selfishly that myself, Kyle and Bubba, and now Matt, Matt, I know you came on as a guest way back when, but it used to be so hard to cover the Pirates, and now it's so much fun. Uh, we've got this thing rolling. And, you know, guys, just think about this. Just a couple weeks ago, everybody was down in the dirt. I was thinking about this this afternoon. Look how far the Pirates have come in the last three weeks for the season, the season where we pretty much, you know, people were saying we're going to win three games, four games. I've heard all that mess um, after. Well, the- it was people, people after the two-line game. They panicked. And I think I had a lot more to do with the Navy game. And quite frankly, we were not playing good football at the time. But what I said repeatedly is I don't like yep. the talent issue. And I don't I don't think it's a coaching issue, really. I just think we weren't clicking. And I thought all the problems could be fixed. That's why I won't worried. Um, and uh, during that Memphis game, the problems got fixed. And we've got on a roll since then. What, 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 uh, it's going to be challenging, Matt. And you can speak to this being a former player. How do you keep that momentum going through the off week? Well, it's a, it's a really good question. And I, I think that when you go into the off week off of a win, it just it just changes everything. But, you know, the difference between going into it off of a win versus a loss. Um, 
you know, you go into it very confident. <clears throat> you go into it with the mindset that, hey, we're, you know, we're going to get healthy. Uh, it's a critical point in the season. We're going to rest our bodies a little bit and, and, and make sure that we're healthy. Um, and then it also, you know, as you get late in the season, just from a mental standpoint, um, you know, when you're losing, it becomes a little more fatiguing, not only physically, but mentally, guys. It's a, it's a long draining season. So it keeps spirits up. It keeps guys positive. And that's not just being like, like coach speak or cliche, like that is the absolute truth. And, um, you know, when you're winning late in the season, you know, it, it, it just keeps everybody going in the right direction mentally. So, um, you know, thank God we won that game and now we have a nice long break. And I'll tell you what, guys, I felt really strong that we needed a bye week before BYU, but now you, you look at it and you're like, man, this just comes at a perfect time that we get you know, basically two weeks before Cincinnati to heal up and get ready for that game. Yeah, we yeah, need it. That we need it. I, I, I hate for the offense in terms of rhythm because the offense particularly, um, and of course the defense has been playing well too, but the defense has kind of been playing well all season by and large. But the offense particularly has really started clicking in that Memphis game. And uh, I, I I hope they can keep that rhythm up, but we need, we, 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 we you know, you, you saw uh, Keaton Mitchell went out late in the game, uh, got his bell rung probably dealing with some concussion protocol. Hopefully over the next two weeks, he, he's back for, for Cincy. Uh, CJ got, got injured twice. He went out. I don't know. Have you guys heard anything about that CJ's last injury in the fourth quarter uh, when he went out late, it, 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 what that was about? I haven't. Uh, it was not mentioned anywhere so far, at least that I've seen. Dave, I don't know if you've seen anything. No, I haven't heard. I've been looking again. I looked last night. I uh, had to work overnight last night, so I looked and trying to catch up on a lot of that stuff, and I watched the whole game again. I've done that a couple times, but I haven't seen anything on it. I was trying to see if I like could tell. It's funny y'all brought that up. I was trying to see if I could tell about that, about Keaton and about CJ, but I think you guys are right. I think it was a concussion. but Yeah, with Keaton. Uh, CJ went out on the last drive. Um and I, I'm not sure what happened. He walked off on his own power, but he, he you know, when it could have been aggravation from earlier in the game with it appeared to be a shin injury. But uh, we need both those guys for Cincinnati. Uh, that's oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no doubt yeah. about it. And the, the one injury I did hear about, guys, that I was really concerned about was Julius Wood. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I did hear that he's fine. Absolutely okay, fine. Good. 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 That, good. I'll tell you, man, that's a kid that really – Man, in that first half, guys, he was blowing people up. He really was. He's a yes. physical. He, he's. A, I like him because he's he's an athletic. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> he's an athletic safety, but he's very physical, and he can come up and really hit people. I love that. So, uh, you know, we, we we need him. No doubt. He's he's got the greatest name for <laughs> for a team. Play in the wood. Wood. <laughs> I mean, exactly, man. I was like. Uh, I know Jeff Carr, that was his nickname, but this guy, is, his last name is actually Wood. Yeah. Uh, by the way, you bring your, uh, put your uh, questions and comments so on Facebook and YouTube. And we'll get to them. Uh, by the way, we'll start off with Brandon tonight. Good evening, guys. Going to miss watching ECU football this week, but they need time off. And he also says it right now, guys. How about this? I'm calling it now. We're going to win out and get a rematch with Tulane. That's uh, from Brandon, one of our fans. Yeah, I, well, I, I, I hope it happens. Um, I'm I'm warning it to happen. Um, maybe we'll will it to happen. Uh, yes. You know, it, what people don't realize, we're receiving votes in the top 25. You you win these next three, and we will be just outside or 
at number 25 when we play Tulane. If Tulane wins out, they'll be probably around 15. Yep. So if we beat Tulane, we went out. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. <laughs> um, oh, you know, you, you, how's Dallas this time of year, boys? Uh, you know, hey, uh, or better, yeah, how's Dallas around uh, the first of the year? Yeah, it's going to be uh, that. And I, I mean, I might get the road track ready by them, guys. Uh, Kyle nah, and- that's a lot of ifs and buzz and fruits and nuts. And, oh, uh, and, and uh, but, but if it were to happen, I mean, I just couldn't, I just couldn't, I couldn't imagine. I mean, I, I, you know, hopefully <laughs> I'd be deep into chemo by then, but hopefully I could uh, find a way to make it to, to the cotton bowl if that were to happen. And that's a lot of ifs and buts between that and then, but, but that's the thing. The great thing about that conversation is that we're not like saying that's going to happen because it's going to take a lot of work to get there. But just the fact that Matt, just the fact that we're in that conversation, I mean, the Peach Bowl and Independence Bowl, the two biggest bowls we've have ever had. Liberty Bowl, Liberty, Liberty Bowl Day. Liberty Bowl is big, but Liberty Bowl is bigger than Independence. Okay, but I mean, I, I thought that. What about the '78 Independence team? Yeah, yeah, a Liberty Bowl '95, Liberty Bowl against Stanford. Liberty Bowl is a more prestigious bowl than the Independence. Okay, uh, it's certainly it's not even close. I thought the Independence was bigger than that, but no, I mean, not even close. Like, not even close. Okay. Well, anyway. The fact of the matter is, uh, this is <laughs> there. That's one of the New Year's bowls. I mean, come on, New Year's Six bowls. Um, what and is again, cotton? Yes. Yeah, with the cotton bowl. Yeah, the cotton would be equal to the peach bowl. I mean, because the peach is also New Year's Six, and and like I said, it's a lot of ifs and buts. But if that were to happen, that would be huge. Yeah. And In fact, you mentioned the Independence. You want to know how far the Independence has fallen? It's a pre-Christmas bowl now. It's December twenty-third, and that is an option, by the way. The American now has the yeah. Independence Bowl. So uh, that is a potential landing spot for the Pirates. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see where we end up. Um, the opponent is supposed to be Army in the Independence Bowl. Army will likely not get the ball eligibility. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see who gets that spot instead. No doubt about it. And uh, going back to, by the way, let's go ahead and get a couple more um, comments here. Uh, first from Craig talking about our fans. He says, I think the fan base was frustrated and still frustrated over the Navy, state and Navy losses. You can't change it, but certainly it is on your mind as you evaluate the remaining games. We are sidling in the top 25 and rolling with those wins could have changed the outcome of the Tulane performance. Well, as well. You know what? If our fan base, get over it. Get over it. If you if they're frustrated with the with the NC State and, to, and Navy loss, get over it. That was the first It's not going to keep us from achieving our goals. We We – all we need, if we win out, all we need is UCF to do is lose one game, and they got to play at Tulane, boys and girls. So all our goals are still in front of us. If you want to harp on the negative, and I'm not talking about Craig, I'm thinking Craig's a good fan. I, I'm talking about him talking about some of the other fans. At this point, if you are still thinking about the Navy and NC State game, now the Navy game, the NC State game is what it is. The Navy game is a little frustrating because I get that right now we would already be in position we wouldn't need any help to make the conference championship game. But, you know, teams lose games. Or not. Matt Semenza played on the football team. Matt, were you, were, you, you were on the uh, – were you, you, you were on the 95 team, correct? Yep, yep, sure was. So, you, 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 uh, you know, y'all struggled earlier. We're, we're around 500 at one point. And then uh, went on a roll and went on to the Liberty Bowl. So, you know, if people, if people sat there and pouted, about us losing to Cincinnati, you know, back in 95 in the middle of the year when they weren't very good, uh, you know, it, it ended up not mattering. We went 8-3 that year. 
and, and nine and three with the Liberty Bowl win. And I just, it's time to move on. Get over the Navy game. Get over it. Move on. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Focus on the positive. Focus on beating UCF, Memphis, and BYU. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the big twelve. You know, guys, everything changed. And I mentioned this the other night, but I'm going to keep, you'll probably hear me say this a bunch for the rest of the season, but everything changed. You go back to five minutes left in the first half against Memphis. Yes. Everything changed right there, guys. Everything. Now, I I was there, guys. I was probably on a ledge at that point, down 17 nothing, And I'm like, man, what is going on here? Uh, The team right there, they get two quick scores going into halftime. And that changed the entire season. It changed the entire season. So I'm not thinking anymore about Navy. Definitely not thinking about NC State. I could care less at this point. Um, we had a huge win the other night. And, you know, watching that Cincinnati game yesterday, guys, uh, I felt that UCF was able to really pound them on the ground. And uh, they, I thought they were the more physical team up front. And they were able to run the ball in Cincinnati. So I, I, I feel like we have a very good chance to go in there and run the ball and, and get the win. So I'm, I'm only thinking about what's ahead at this point. We're exactly. Gonna- exactly. Focus on what's in front of you. Not, 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 you know, don't worry about what, what could have, would have, should have, because it didn't happen. And it, it's, you know, last year I had a turning point in the season. You know, we started off last year very disappointing. And that Marshall game in the, in the third quarter, you know, late third quarter or early fourth, it's hard to remember now, well, you know, it was a turning point. We made the big comeback in that game. In this Memphis game, it was the same way. You know, it was it was the turning point, and, you know, we've been on a roll since. And like you say, Matt, I, I think we can win at Cincy. I, I've been saying it for weeks, and I think this team – I think this team has a goal now of winning out. I, I believe, you know, their goals have changed. It's no longer now. They've, they've got bowl eligibility. So now it's it's the next step is to try to win out and, and go to conference championship. And if we, you know, hopefully we achieve that goal. If we don't, it's okay too. You know, I, I, I you know, you, you want to win as many games as you can. I, at this point, um, I, I'd be a little disappointed with anything less than eight wins. Um, but it is what it is. Um, we're in a bowl and I'll be excited about that. But uh, I believe if we can stay healthy, we could we could win the rest of the way. I mean, it's not going to be easy. Cincinnati's going to be tough. Houston's going to be tough. You know, Houston's playing good football now. They've only got one loss in the league. They they give up a lot of points, but they score a lot of points. It could have a shootout in that one at Dowdy Fickland. And then you got to close it out at Temple. And um, Temple's improved. They're not great, but they are improved. And you get them in Philadelphia on Senior Day on Thanksgiving weekend. God knows what the weather might be for that one. In so, an empty stadium, and there'll be about ten yeah. people there, <laughs> and they'll all be hey, East Carolina fans. You know what? If we win these <laughs> next three, if we win these next two, it may be all East Carolina fans there. Yeah, you, you, may, you, you may see a packed out. Uh, by the way, not for nothing. Um, I believe I need to go look at the schedule. It's either the same weekend we play Cincinnati or the same weekend we play Houston. I believe the same weekend we play Cincinnati. UCF plays Tulane, so we could. If we beat Cincy and UCF beats Tulane, or excuse me, and Tulane beats UCF, that senior day against Houston, that place better be packed the f out because it's all in front of us. Then all we have to do is handle our business. Yeah, we're, we're, we're guys something, D- Dave. I'll throw it to you. Sorry, Dave. I, I don't want to talk over you there. But if they if there was 
a line that came out today for the Cincinnati game. This is a hypothetical. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think the line would be? Cincinnati minus uh, probably Cincinnati minus Three? six. I think six. six. I think six. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I All think right. they're they're going to get credit for for what they've done up to this point. Um, I think you know. Yeah, that's that'd be my guess. Dave, what do you think, Dave? I was uh, I, I see what you're saying, Kyle, and I and the only reason I give the edge to Cincy is because of the that we're playing on the road. I'm thinking. Um, my gut said the first thing that came to mind, honestly, guys, is four and a half. That's the first thing, even though I think it's more of a. Well, we were a three point underdog to BYU on the road. To keep that in mind. Yeah, I know. I know. I just that's my gut feeling is four and a half, but I mean, I could be dead wrong, but that's what. That was that was the first thing that came to mind. It's going to be more than three, which I know, um, but I, I think it's that tight of a ball game again, and um, like a three point spread. Cincinnati is a twenty point favorite over Navy this weekend. Um, um, just just for comparison. By the way, uh, another interesting line of note. I mean, we're talking lines. Uh, Boise State is an eight point favorite over BYU. Um, that one's in yeah. uh, in Boise. Um, I, I I I would not be surprised if BYU won that game. Man. Boise has, has played a they played a they lost a couple of games early non conference, but since then the Mount West is really down this year. So um, you know Boise's gotten hot, but I wouldn't be surprised if BYU won, won that one at all. It would it would not shock me. Hey Matt, what's the um, what? How far are you from uh, Philly? By the way, a few hours. Oh, from Philly, I'm probably about uh, four hours. It's a pretty yeah, easy drive. Great. Actually, yeah. you can take a train there too. Uh, it's it's a it's a very uh, manageable trip for me. Yes, even SeatGeek, because of uh, <laughs> I know that's a big stadium. They have tickets as low as eight bucks, so that's probably the. <laughs> but I'm just like I'm laughing at that because I'm like, I tell you one thing: if uh, if we we've got a lot of marbles, uh, we've got the conference championship on the line and all that. And we got to go. Uh, uh, that might be a road trip for me. I, I'm uh, I've been thinking about it all season. So um, because of I like Phil, I do actually like the city of Philadelphia. I'm a huge Rocky fan. I know it's corny, but I do like uh, I do like Philadelphia. But um, but I would like to see that game. And that would be great if it's the last game of the season. We have eight wins, potentially nine wins, a lot on the line. It'll be fun to go up there and See the Pirates win. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, uh, hopefully, that's the situation we'll be in, where we're playing for win number nine. Um, that'll be uh, unbelievable. I mean, uh, it's uh, go nine and three in this league, and, and with this non-conference schedule, NC State, BYU, even Old Dominion um, is in a, is in a cupcake. Um, yeah. So if we can go nine and three with the schedule, uh, that's that's pretty damn impressive. Yeah, by the way, um, our good friend Bubba Rosenbaum. He, I heard uh, of him. You heard of him? Yeah. Hey, Bubba. <laughs> uh, UCF's remaining schedule is at Memphis uh, this Saturday. Then they have two at Tulane, yes. Navy, and USF. So they have the uh, war on I-4. So yeah, they, they, they're going to play at Tulane the week the same, when we're playing Cincinnati, same weekend. So if we beat Cincy on Friday night, all eyes will be on that Tulane-UCF game to see uh, – if the wave can pull the ups or not pull the ups, if the wave would be favored in that one. Bubba's going to be at uh, Nipper Stadium on the 11th. There you go. Bubba will be there to watch the Pirates beat the Bearcats, hopefully. And uh, that's uh, 
Uh, that, that'll be a, a, a great moment for Bubba cool. if we pull it off. And by the way, I got to like bow to Kyle, Kyle right now because you actually Thanks. said we're going to win. You said we're going to win. You said we were going to lose to Tulane. You were right. You said we were going to beat UCF. You were right. Um, you said we were going to um, beat BYU on a field goal. You were right. I, you I, said, actually, actually, to be fair, I didn't say we were going to beat UCF. I said we were going to beat Memphis. UCF game, I, I don't think I ever gave a prediction, but I did say uh, I did say BYU was going to come down to a field goal, and I was right about that. And I've been saying all – I've been saying for a while now we were going to beat Cincinnati. It's summertime, so, you, said we, you said that we had that one circled, and yeah, you said I, that I, way, way early in the way, way the early. Yeah, well, early. we clearly, we clearly also had UCF circled the way we played that. So I think those are the two we have circled, and hopefully we'll take care of business. And uh, and the Cougars is another one, man. We had to meet Houston in a Coons age. When's the last time we beat Houston? So that's another one we need to go in. Yeah, and last year oh, we had the most. What was that saying you just said there, Kyle? Did you say in a, in a what? In a Coons <laughs> age. <laughs> what, what? What? That you've that's what that, you've never, never heard, heard that, that before. You just taught me something. How about that? You just taught this northern guy something. And a coon's age, baby. I really don't know what the hell it means, <laughs> but I've heard people say it my whole life. It, yeah. it means a long time. I like that. I'm gonna have to use that. I'm gonna incorporate that into my. You uh, better be careful using that. Yeah, well, yeah, people that don't want to. You don't. You don't want folks to take it out of context. Well, that's yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you might just put right. I, I, I didn't. I didn't even it. think about that. Just put right in front of it. Let, let's change that. We haven't beaten Houston at Houston Addy. We hadn't beaten Houston Addy in a long damn time. We we hadn't beat Houston in a raccoon's age. Just to be clear, I don't want anybody to take that out of context. Yeah, by that's the way, good, good clarification. One of our good friends and uh, viewers and listeners, Johnny Robertson, says. He truly believes that Tulsa will be a problem for Tulane this week. Possibly, dude. Uh, you know, I, I really hope not. Um, I, I kind of want Tulane to handle their business and win out. The best thing for the Pirates is for Tulane to handle their business and win out and for us to handle our business and win out. Then that means they beat UCF. That means we won out. That means we're playing Tulane for the conference championship, and it puts Tulane probably around 15 or 16 by the time that game happens, which means if we beat them, we would probably end up – And we go there. How many of you, uh, Matt, how many of you guys would be willing to go down there with me to New Orleans? I love New Orleans. I'll drive down there. That's how, like, I I would. I'm I'm not going to make that because I, if, if if we win it and we're in a position to go to the Cotton Bowl, um, which I know is a lot of ifs and buts, but I I, I couldn't make both those trips and I would clearly want to make the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, I'll tell you guys. I was. It's funny. I, I was saying to my wife this weekend, New Orleans is a trip I really would like to make. I've it never is. been there. I'm dying to get some of that that food. The food uh, is amazing. New the restaurants. Food, so the uh, restaurants. Could you? I mean, if you can afford it to make both trips, absolutely. If that. Happens, yeah, that's the but. that's the question, and and it's and it's it, it's just so hard from a time perspective. Uh, but yeah, that, that is, I guess the million dollar question. If you had to choose, which one would you do? Uh, so it's not a question for me is an easy choice. Easy choice to me. I think if, if we're in the situation where we went out and Tulane went out, you know, and, and there's going to be some other players, Boise, if they went out, will be a player and coastal Carolina, if they went out, will be a player, even though I think that's ridiculous because their non-conference schedule was so weak. Um, so, but yeah, I would definitely be at the ball game. Pirates, uh, Bubba reminds us they're 39th this week in the AP poll. Yeah. And, uh, by the way, uh, Bubba has the answer to that question. Of course he does. Uh, we've lost three straight to Houston. Last win came in 2012. Yeah, I remember that game well. Um, that was after Navy had just blown us out. 
and oh, somebody man, broke into the stadium and made donuts. You remember that? Remember when somebody made oh, yeah. donuts all over the field with a four-wheeler or something? And uh, we had to get the field ready for that Houston game. And uh, we had a huge bounce back. We didn't lose another game. Navy embarrassed us. And yep. then uh, we – we, Was that the 70-point game? No, that was 2010. 2010. Uh, right. This was they, – they scored like 56 on us. Right. And uh, in 2012, and then we followed it up the next week and beat a decent Houston team, and uh, and then won out and uh, went eight and four, and or we might have lost one more, but we ended up eight and four, and then lost the New Orleans Bowl, Louisiana Lafayette. But um, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Matt. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say, like, just you know, just kind of just shifting gears for a second. You know, I was I was thinking about the going back to the BYU game, guys, and. Yeah. The more the more I think about it, just with now having the perspective 48 hours later, what a great win it is. And, you know, number one, I, I firmly believe we got BYU's best shot. I yes. really. Yes, uh, you're correct. You know, we that was a motivated team. What, you know, when, when I'm sure that that team was challenged to a man that week, they were challenged by their coaches to play their best football, to play physical, to come out and get a win. So, you know, we go across the country for a, on a short week against a motivated team. And here's the, the crazy thing about it, guys. We did not play a clean football game. We made yeah, it nah. fun. Yeah. I mean, when you watch it, we yeah. made so many mistakes. First, the fact that we were able to win that game is remarkable. That first snap, oh, my God, that first snap – that low snap and you, you know, all of a sudden you're minus 10 there. I mean, you're like literally. Yeah, that, um, that, that team, had they not had, like I said, that Memphis game was a character game. And, you know, had, had they not, I, I don't even know. That that game took a lot of mental toughness to win. It, we, we had, like you said, Matt, we made so many mistakes. We made, there was so much adversity. There was times where I felt like that game was getting ready to get away from us. And we always just stood there, hanging around, hanging around, hanging around. We tie it, we tie it. We we could never quite take the damn lead, but we we finally did late uh, when it mattered the most at the very end. No doubt, and uh, and Bubba makes a great point. Uh, we are uh, what now? Maybe ten plus stops on fourth and two or less. Yeah, we're really good on fourth down. Um, and BYU is there. Somebody showed me their margin on fourth down this year. They are horrible on fourth down. And oh, guys, they, got quit, we, they got to quit going for it. <laughs> they had won so many night games there in a row. We broke that. Um, I mean, it's just there was yeah, so they, they had won a lot of Friday games there in a row. Yeah. Um, that's, but, a good, uh, that's a good, good point. No, I was just saying, that's a that's a really good point. I mean, I because I did hear something about that. It was good lord. I think it was like twenty straight, if I'm not mistaken, on yeah. Friday. There's a whole bunch. And Craig says it was a great win, and I believe we went easy without the offside on the sack fumble. Huge momentum shift. Uh yeah, perhaps, perhaps. I mean, that that was a, a, a big moment that uh that you know they called the offside. Uh, you 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 could be right. It could have been a it could have been a two score win at least. But uh, I'll tell you how it was. That was fun. I mean, going back, you know, to to win it on a field goal like that is something everybody's going to remember for a long time. And um, notice that uh. Nobody, nobody talked to the kicker. It seems like we're trying to, unlike Owen last year after his big game-winning kicks, it seems like we're trying to just keep the media away from the kickers now. Uh, by the way, Bubba even brings up the fact that 
Uh, we entered the game 53% on third down, went just two for eight on third on Friday, but overcame it. How about that? Only 25% on third down. That was one of the, I'm glad you brought that up, Bubba. Uh, that was one of the things I was going to talk about is the third down percentage was just uh, not good. But yeah, great, great, third teams down. Find great te- hey guys, great teams find a way to win. And I think that it comes down to, you were talking about, you were definitely right, uh, guys, about being challenged being the BYU perspective. But what about our team being challenged? They're saying, guys, you have the talent. The coaching is there. They've been coached up. They're well-prepared every single week. Go out there and win the damn football games. It's that simple. And have and Matt and Kyle, doesn't it look like the guys are having fun out there? I've said that a lot this season. It looks like the guys really are getting along. They're in the right places. We're making mistakes, yes, but it seems like they're having a lot of fun out there. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, and uh, I, I I think they, they enjoy playing together as a football team. And you, know, you can see it in the celebrations. You know, this team, I tell you what, Mike Houston teams know how to celebrate. I, I, I'll tell you that much. And uh, he's big on that. And I think that's part of the culture is, you know, he rewards winning. He rewards winning. He lets the guys show out. He lets the guys, you know, have fun and, you know, the winner's dinner and all that. So that's kind of part of our culture here is winning gets rewarded. Yeah, yeah, and how about Robert makes a great point. The experience of winning tight games versus Memphis, Marshall, and Navy last year paid off in the BYU game. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I, I would agree with that a lot. I think, uh, I think the I think the Memphis game was sick and tired of being sick and tired, and um, I, mm-hmm. I think that you know, and then I think the UCF game we just had so much confidence going into this one, and uh, you just. <laughs> I, I go back to guys. You think about this game when we when we went forward and fourth down and got it, but they didn't give it to us and they didn't review the damn play. And then um, we we get the ball. BYU gets the ball back, and and you just you, you feel like oh god, we're gonna lose. And then and then on fourth on third down, they they throw a little short pass and this and uh, we tackle him before he gets to the first down markers. And I was like, oh, my God, they cannot go for it here. It's fourth and two, and they're going to punt it to us. And I texted you guys immediately and said, we're going to win it on a field goal. You did. And, uh, yeah. That was great. How about this from Johnny Robertson? He said, how about Malik Fleming avoiding disaster near the goal line when the punt carried further than expected because of the altitude? Yeah. That was a hell of a punt. There were a few punts. Was that like 73 yards, guys? I was doing crazy. 70-some yards? Yeah, that could that can have been that that's a good point by Johnny. I mean, that could have been a disaster right there. And um, you know, but but I was gonna say, guys, you know, there's so many things when you when the coaching staff sits down with the team, and I don't know if they gave him the day off today or what, but when they watch that film, there's so much to learn from that. There were so many crazy situations in that game, unique situations where you know, you're in, you know, fourth and one or fourth and two and you and you got to make a play. And I tell you, like the one thing I haven't mentioned yet, and, and I really want to, you know, we're always talking about the quarterback and the receivers. How about the offensive line, man? I mean, we ran the ball oh, on them yeah. very effectively, but the pass protection, Holden had a pocket, um, you know, and they were playing kind of a unique defense, guys. They had two safeties very deep. If, it's funny. Yeah. Go back and watch, you know, Kyle, I don't know if you saw that, but I mean, two safeties very deep and they were basically just saying, say, Hey, like, we're not going to give you any deep shots down the field. 
everything's going to have to be underneath and you're going to have to earn it. They tried to play us like they did against Tulane. And that's kind of the style, like Tulane did against us, I should say. And that's kind of the style BYU's been playing all year. And the the theory is, you know, good luck driving the field. But when you give up 10 yards a run, a clip to to a running back, uh, it's easy to do that. But, uh, yeah, I I, I think that's kind of what they've been doing uh, here recently. But it was somewhat similar to what Tulane did on defense, and we handled it much better against BYU. Sure did. Uh, by the way, we got another thing here for. Uh, let's see, we got a lot of comments coming. Thank you. Keep your comments and questions coming. Uh, Craig says their pl- pass blocking was like a fortress. We didn't get in the backfield very often. Props to our defensive backs; they worked hard all night. And he, of course, corrected that. Yeah, they uh, they pass block well. Um, he's right. We didn't. We didn't get to their quarterback. And, and, and also, their quarterback's extremely mobile. So that, that had something to do with it, too. In fact, he got on my damn nerves. That was an annoying-ass quarterback. Um, <laughs> he wasn't. He, say, say, go ahead, Matt. Uh, yeah, I agree. I was just agreeing with you. Uh, go, you go ahead. I was just saying he was very annoying. Yes, yeah, very. and I mean that in a complimentary way. He, right. uh, he, was, he was just aggravating the play. And I, I would say to BYU fans, I don't know if any BYU fans are listening to this or watching this, but. I, I, I see some coaching problems there with your football team. Um, honestly, just to be honest, um, not on offense so much, but on defense. Defense, yep. And um, I, uh, you guys need to correct that. Uh, but I, you know, don't give up on your season. You got a guaranteed win unless you just completely screw it against Utah Tech. So I give you five wins, and uh, I think they're going to be definitely be Boise and. Stanford's not good. Stanford just had one nice win. Besides that, Stanford's not a good football team. So I, I, I fully think BYU could still easily end up in a ball game. Yeah, yes, no doubt. Um, by the way, our very own Bubba chimes in. Runs of 31 and 39 by Keaton. And then the 50-plus uh, reception to shut the – I can't talk. The Josiah Hatfield, several other 10-plus um, runs by Keaton, too. Yeah, every time Keaton touched the ball uh, up until late in the game, um, kind of after he got shook up, he uh, he was just lightning in a bottle. And um, the 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 Liberty running back did it the week before and kind of exposed BYU. And um, we we took advantage of what we saw on film that Liberty did to him and and uh, used our running back the same way. Yeah, and, and I want to I said I want I'm glad we brought this up because I've noticed something that we're doing a little differently with Keaton recently. And I could be completely wrong about this, but, I, but I feel you guys tell me it seems like what we're doing with Keaton is instead of, you know, you always, you always hear coaches say, all right, when you get the ball, hit the hole, hit the hole, quick, hit the hole. It seems like almost what we're doing with him is he takes kind of like a, like a shuffle step. And he, at that point is going to say, all right, I'm going to either bounce it and get to the corner with my speed which he does 90% of the time, or I'm going to try and crease him and hit the hole. And it, it, it seems like it's a little different to me what we're doing, and it's by design. And I think that's the coaching staff's way of saying, hey, we have the fastest player on the field, and we're going to try to allow him to make a play and, and hit the corner. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I've noticed that too, that we've done more east-west. And with most running backs, you want them to go north-south. And eventually, yes, you do. But Keaton at times needs to go a little east-west and take it north-south. And uh, I'm with you. I've noticed that. Um, 
unlike Marlon Gunn, Marlon Gunn's a guy you want to hit the you want to have hit the hole in a hurry and go straight ahead. Um, I would work goal line a lot with Marlon Gunn in practice over these next two weeks without Rajay. Um, I, I think we 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 can't rely on Holton so much down in goal line situations. And um, when you when you take Keaton Mitchell out of space, he's not nearly as effective. I would be working goal line short yardage, red zone stuff with Marlon Gunn nonstop these next two weeks. How about you, uh, Matt? Yeah, I agree. And I like I said the other night, I, I think in that game you could really see the, the absence of Rajay kind yep. of mm-hmm. on you there. Um and I think Gun I think Gunn can fill those shoes if if if, if we use him right. Kind of almost coach him to be used in those situations. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean he definitely has the skill set and uh you know, one thing I'd love to see, hey, like a third and one guys, just to put put gun in there with Keaton and just do a direct snap and just go just go hit the hole. Just go hit the hole, man. Um so you know, different things you can do. I agree. Work it. Um, because Keaton, as great as he is, his skill is not pounding the rock on no. no. one in between that's the not, that's No, right. And Holton Holton is actually better than that than Keaton. And you know, and, and Holton's been great in the red zone, but you, you you need to be able to rely on your running back down there, and uh, and you know without Rajay, you you, you kind of lose that ability as much. But I think Keaton, excuse me, I think Marlon Gunn can do that, and and I think we need to work that a lot these these next couple of weeks. No doubt. And by the way, Bubba's chiming in a few things. We'll get in. Parker Moore starting and playing forty three snaps since Henderson had been injured. Noah played the other sixteen, and he also says um, that Mike Houston said after the game that the BY quarterback. Jaron Hall hadn't run that much, and he was healthier than he had been. Yeah, and I heard that they had said that. You know, when we when we interviewed their uh, their color analyst, um, uh, one thing he, he said they were going to be healthier this week. He, he he didn't realize their top running back and their top receiver was going to be out. Uh, by the way, they have a nice stable of running backs. Um, but yeah, that that he did say that the quarterback was going to be the healthiest he's been all year, and uh, he was, and he played well, and. Um, if I'm BYU, you know, it may be too late in the game to change your approach on defense, but when when you can run the ball the way they can with the quarterback and what they're stable of running backs, you know, I kind of wonder why they don't take more chances on defense. Yeah. Yeah, they are conservative on defense, to your point. Um, and, and I thought they were very – at times – when you watch that game, they they were in a great rhythm. I, I thought, in particular, early in the second half, they they had some really good things going. With um, they were hitting the wide receiver screens, and we had a really tough time getting out to those screens. We were overrunning a lot of them, um, and so they were effective with that. And they were they were mixing in the run. To your point, Kyle, they were mixing in the run game really well. They were in a great rhythm. At one point, I, it, it was a point in that game where I was saying to myself, "They, I, I, I thought they had our number a little bit." Yeah, I did too. But it's amazing we only gave up one touchdown in the second half. It seems like it seems like we both scored more in the second half. But what both teams did just kept having long drives and then screwing up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And you know, we have. I just want to say we have a big time defensive coordinator here in Greenville, guys. Uh, Blake Harrell is a big-time defensive coordinator. Uh, I, I really believe that. We are very fortunate to have him. And I, I think Mike Houston, when he made the, the decision to change DCs after his first year here, that hire 
was it was wow. massive, a massive hire. Yeah, that's a great hire. I uh, I think Blake's a great defensive coordinator. Um, I, you know, it'll be interesting to see uh, if he gets any, you know, power five opportunities to defensive coordinator. Um, hopefully he stays for a while. But uh, when when you when you you know, if we depending on how the defense is finished the season, you know, I I could definitely see some people giving him a phone call. But uh, he uh, he's good, and um, we are. It was a great hire. Well, Mike Houston, and it's an interesting story with their background together going all the way back yeah. to being from the same hometown and um, heck of a hire. Mike Houston working at uh, Blake Harrell's dad's store. Uh, great stuff there. And by the way, Bubba said after the game, Keaton said the BYU linebackers are waiting and you can't wait against speed. Yeah, I, I heard that. I, I heard that. that They were waiting to tackle and you, you, you can't do that. You got to pursue. No doubt. Uh, by the way, Robert, I'm sorry, I hit the wrong one. Robert says, loving Bubba's stats, he can get more information by commenting than trying to talk over y'all. Uh, JJ Guys, big fan of the show. Well, there you go, Robert. Uh, if, if you uh, if you enjoyed uh, just nonstop stats, we'll just have Bubba just give stats constantly and not talk. Uh, <laughs> instead of you don't you don't enjoy the the witty banner between the three of us. So, you know, I uh, you, you can go read stats; they're not that hard to find, but um glad bub is contributing that way he, he always is great behind the scenes but i enjoy when he's up here talking no doubt well, what's that comment from craig i didn't get to read that let's keep winning and bring him to the power five with us well unfortunately we can't move greenville to charlotte um so that that's always going to be our problem um it's, it's the well, same thing with it's the same thing with boise state um, look at what Boise's done, and they never get their opportunity because even though Boise's a, a nice size city, um, and there's, who gives a shit about the Idaho media market? Nobody. So uh, North Carolina, on the other hand, you know, that's one thing I don't think people get, and I, I do think we can deliver the whole state. Um, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think it's limited to Greenville. I think we can deliver the whole state of North Carolina. We have fans across the state. You put us in a Power 5 conference. Um NC State and UNC already pay attention to what we do. If you put us in the Big 12, they would be pooping their pants. Yeah, and by the way, the, how about the fact that we can, if you look at Tulane, uh, you look at Memphis, us, I mean, maybe throw in another team. But if you had if you had uh, the Big 12 and they want to span, expand, especially now that you're adding Cincinnati, UCF, for example, uh, those, I think, Dave, not to cut you off, I think the Big 12 is already going to expand. That media deal today um, being announced at $31 million per school, I do not believe that's based on what the B, what, what the Big 12 has. I, without Oklahoma and Texas, I don't believe that's based on the schools that are there, plus UCF, Houston, and Cincinnati. I think that the they, the 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 the, the the gig's already up, however you want to say it. Pac-12 is going away, or it's going to be much less than Washington and Oregon are hitting to the uh, to the Big Ten eventually with UCLA and USC, and when because it's going to have to. You can't have USC and UCLA on an island, so you're going to have Oregon and Washington go there. And when that happens, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah are going to go to the Big 12 and make it a 16-team league. That'll leave the Pac-12 with four teams. If, if it's in the bylaws, if the majority of the team leaves, 
the, the Pac-12 can be dissolved, then there'll be no more Pac-12. Those four teams will go to the Mountain West, potentially the American. But if that not in the by, if that is not in the bylaws, then the Pac-12 will of course survive with those four teams because there'll be a lot of money still to be had from all the schools exiting, and they'll probably invade the Mountain West. But I really truly believe with the um, Big 12 media deal being announced today, that it's already in the works to have some Pac-12 schools join. Uh, I, I was shocked when I saw that they got $31 million a school. That just it, – it doesn't make any sense. So there has to be something else coming. And Bubba was uh, – talking. I thought he said $50 million, but – No, $50 million in total revenue, 31 from the TV deal. Oh, okay. Okay, I got you now. Which puts yeah. them above the ACC, I believe. That's correct, because the ACC is getting 36 mil a school. Yeah, period, think about period or media. The media deal for um the well the media deal I think is thirty six million, right? Okay, so that doesn't put them above the ACC. Um, that that's five million behind. But I really thought that their media deal was going to be about twenty million a school, which is still a lot of money, more than what the American gets. But for thirty one million, that tells me they're getting some Pac twelve schools. Matt, would you agree with that? I listen. I'll trust your judgment on that. My head is spinning just from thinking about all these different scenarios. But uh, so I'll just trust. I'll just trust your judgment. When well, I mean, do you see thirty-one million dollars per, per I was school shocked. worth of value? I was shocked, and yeah. you know, I really was. I, I I did not see that one coming, guys. And I think somebody made a point on. I, I saw somebody on Twitter mention that. How do you think uh, Florida State and Miami feel that UCF is now? making more money so it is more money than the acc but the media deal itself is 31 million i know i read that i know i'm not crazy so i guess the total revenue they're going to get more money than the acc somehow um which is nuts that that, that's nuts and i can guarantee you now the acc is going to be demanding that the the espn reworks their deal oh yeah i mean the big 12 absolutely and and also, Matt, uh, you're a Big Ten guy. What about uh, North Carolina and Duke? You know, there's been a lot of talk that North Carolina and Duke being a Big Ten, having the academics. Well, if they go to 20, if they go to 20, but. Yeah, yeah, I've heard it, but, you know, I, it's just so hard at this point to speculate. Um, you know, who, who knows? Who knows, guys, what's going to happen next? I can't keep I, up I, with I, it. I'm I pretty confident more than North Carolina State going to the SEC. I, I don't think I, I don't know about any of that, but I'm I'm relatively confident on my demise of the Pac-12 and the two going to the to the, to, the, to the Big Ten, Oregon and Washington, and then the, the the other four that I mentioned going to the Big Twelve. Because to me, it doesn't make any sense any other way. To me, that's the only way that media deal makes let sense. Me, well, let me ask you something, guys. Okay, let's say that that's true. Uh, what about the four remaining teams? Would they? Yeah, um, I just talked about that. I, I hold on, hold on. I know that, but is it a possibility that they could somehow keep the league together and then add teams like East Carolina, Memphis, Tulane, a whole bunch to of the Pac twelve? Yeah. No, <laughs> they can keep the league together, and they'll add San Diego State, Fresno State, Boise State, uh, uh, probably SMU. Yeah, there's a reason. Um, do what? There's a reason why I bring that up because um, I understand what you're saying on the West Coast, but is it a possibility? They've had the Pac-12 for years has had trouble getting on at an earlier I... time with an earlier time zone, and that's why right. the Big Ten. That's why the Big Ten is what they're trying to do. The strategy is that they're going to own every single time zone, guys. 
with having UCLA or uh, Oregon, Washington. Like well, they said. haven't been proactive enough to do anything to prevent that. So the, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. It, it's possible at that point if they don't, if the league's not dissolved, that those four, you know, would try to do something more unique. My guess is they probably wouldn't go any further east than Texas with with SMU. Um, but it, it, you know, who knows? Maybe I mean, maybe you you, you form some kind of coast to coast conference and. Maybe SMU's another one they should add to the Big 12. Uh, SMU, East Carolina, you have um, Memphis in there. I mean, that's not going to happen. They're, they're going to take from the Pac 12. I can, I, I'm telling you. I'll tell you one thing, guys, that I was thinking about this weekend. When you look at the new uh, American Conference, one thing that's going to be really important to that league is, you know, Temple. Temple needs to raise their profile. They need to get back to where they were a few years ago. That's really important for us to have another team that can be kind of a regional rivalry because uh, I'll never count Charlotte as a rivalry. Um, but yeah. we need Temple to keep to, to get their uh, team back to where it was. That's going to be really important. And we, we need to make sure we maintain Temple, uh, Memphis, Tulane, and South Florida. If we can hold those together, at least there's some semblance of a league because uh, I'm not excited about the races of the world. No, no, no. The only school coming into this league that excites me at all is UTSA. Um, and yeah. they're so damn far away, that's not going to be a rivalry. But besides that, um, I think the rest of the ads are horrible. Uh, just just freaking horrible. I mean, you, 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 you can sell me on UAB if you try real hard with their new stadium facilities. But besides that, I mean, the rest of it is it's just nonsense. I mean, Rice... It's, you know, nobody goes to their games. Uh, you, you claim they bring the Houston market, but do they really? North Texas, we already have the Dallas market. Um, you know, Charlotte's garbage in football. Um, I, I'll consider them a rival in baseball and basketball, but not football. Agreed. Agreed with 100% uh, there. Um, at all. Florida Atlantic has potential, but it's never been reached. Um, so I, I don't, I, you know, I, I don't understand these ads. I would have done things a little different if I was in charge. Um, but I'm not, uh, <laughs> so it is what it is. You know, I, to me, if we were going to add six, I would have, add, I, I would have probably went Appalachian state, old dominion, Southern miss Marshall, um, UTSA. And then I can't even come up with a sixth school. Um, what about the FAU? I like FAU. I, you know what? I can come up with a sixth school. I would have brought in Louisiana. The Raging Cajun. That would have been my sixth school. Okay. Yeah. No Coastal in there? No, I don't. I, I, I just – Coastal is eventually going to have to show me they can win football games without um, Jamie Chadwell. And um, – I, you know, I respect the hell out of their baseball program, but, um, no, I wouldn't have added coastal. That wouldn't have been one of my six choices. Um, I would have certainly liked coastal over a lot of the teams we are bringing in. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah. Guys, do you want to switch to the American scoreboard? Yeah, let's, uh, let's do that and get ready to wrap this thing up. Yeah. I know you, we all have to get up early in the morning. Um, first of all, we'll talk Houston 42, South Florida 27. Uh, we'll talk about that game. Yeah, I watched a little of that. Uh, Houston looks good on offense. Defense, not so great. Um, South Florida, at times, showed potential in that game. That guy's going to get fired. I don't I don't, I don't, don't see them giving him another year. 
Yeah. Um, even though they have improved. But uh yeah, Houston, Houston with the W. Um Yeah, what'd you think about it, Matt? Yeah, it's just basically the same thing. That's that score is probably about what I would have predicted if I was to, you know, predict that game. But yeah, I think South Florida's coach is probably as good as gone. He's probably just trying to get through the season at this point. And that's a program that's definitely underachieving right now. And SMU forty five, Tulsa thirty four. Uh, yeah, I didn't even, I didn't see any of that game. Um, SMU's also kind of so-so this year. Uh, they got a decent offense. Uh, they'll make a bowl game, but that's about it. Um, they needed to win that to keep their bowl hopes alive. I believe that's win number four or five for them. Bob, is, that, is that win number four or five for SMU? Do you know? I think it's four, but I'm not a hundred percent. So, uh, SMU keeping, and SMU's played a difficult schedule also. So do have to keep that in mind, but, uh, Tulsa looked good at the beginning of the year. They've dropped off recently. They're competitive, but haven't been winning ball games. Yeah, they really have dropped off considerably here. I don't know if they're dealing with injuries or what's going on down there, but they started off strong and they've definitely fallen off. So, um, you know. Here's one that we've been talking about UCF 25 and number 20 Cincinnati 21. Yeah, UCF did that uh, without their quarterback. Um, uh, which may have been a blessing. I don't know. Um, and their backup looked pretty good. Uh, that's the kid from South Florida, right? Is that the kid that was starting in South Florida last year? Mikey Keene. Uh, he was their starter. He started, I want to say, nine or ten games for them last year uh, for UCS. Okay. Okay. What am I thinking about? I thought somebody from South Florida transferred there. Maybe he did too. I don't know. But anyway, Mikey Keene and the uh, and the Knights get the win over the Bearcats. Watched quite a bit of that. Um, very competitive ball game. Good defensive game. Um, so UCF beats Cincinnati. They're ranked 25th this week, uh, which means we've beaten a top 25 team. Um, and, uh, I don't, I don't know. I really ain't got a lot to say. I, 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 I've Cincinnati, man. I really believe we can win that game. I have not been impressed with Cincinnati in recent weeks. Yeah. And what happened is they had those super seniors last year. They're not there this year. And no, they they're do- still a good team, but they're young. Right, they're young. That's what I was going to – inexperienced is what I was going to say. It's not that they don't have talent. They just don't have the super seniors. Oh, yeah. They got a lot of talent. They'll be back up to that high level. I, of all the teams going to the Big 12, I think they'll do the best. I agree like, 100% on that. How about and, the fact that UCF had two turnovers inside the 20-yard line in that game last night too, guys? Um, so they, they had, that game probably shouldn't have been as close as it was. Lately, I agree. But very impressed with UCF's – ability with Bowser to run the ball in between the tackles. They really pounded uh, Cincinnati, I thought, and, um, you know, look like the more physical team. So uh, I agree. I mean, Cincinnati, you know, the talents there, but a little younger, they have some stud tight ends though, man. We have to be very careful on play action. That's what they like to do. They like to hit with play action to the tight end. And uh, here's one Navy 27 temple 20 in overtime. And, um, you know, Saw the end of that. Uh, Navy won it on the interception um, in overtime. Uh, Temple is better this year. They're a lot better. It's not showing up in the wins and losses, but they are a much more competitive football team. That's, I don't like that game Thanksgiving weekend at all. <laughs> uh, you know, after we're playing all these big emotional games week after week, and then you, you, you don't want to have a letdown at Temple. No. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, because they are competitive. They're good enough to beat you. No doubt. And, uh, 
you know, that's one of those things. We've seen games many times that we shouldn't win, we're winning. And then games that we should win, we don't. That's why, as they say, you uh, you play the play game. Play the game. Yeah. How about uh, how about this one? Uh, eight second half turnovers, including six in the third quarter for Wake Forest at Louisville. It's crazy to get six possessions in a quarter. Jeez. Unreal. That game, Wild. Matt, I remember you saying it was either you or Jay won. Did not like the line of that game. You said you uh, it was either you or Jay that said you Yeah, that was me. It. Yep. And uh, you wouldn't touch it because the line was didn't make any sense to you. And boy, Vegas was on to something even more than what they realized. Yeah, no doubt. they sure that's, were. That's what's happened when you turn it over and it's for a pick six or a short field left. Yeah, and, and but Louisville's played well the last two weeks. It'll be interesting to see. Louisville had a lot of preseason hype and they may close strong. They're, they're another team that, you know, could, could end up winning out. Um, so. Two biggest shockers of the weekend, guys, besides that game we just mentioned, Louisville. The fact that Kansas State beat Oklahoma State oh my God. 48 to nothing? Yes. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but yeah. look at that, Bubba. <laughs> yeah, that, timing, that, one, Bubba. that one made no sense to me. And how about Tulane beat Kansas State, by the way? Not for nothing. Um, when, when people when, when, Keep that in mind. When people were, were, were pissing and moaning about the Tulane game, um, Tulane – Beat that Kansas State team that just beat Oklahoma State forty-eight to nothing. I mean, did Oklahoma State did they just basically party all week after that Texas win? Did they do any preparation whatsoever? That's inexplicable, guys. I mean, yeah. it's almost unbelievable. I, I, I don't know. I, of, uh, I have no idea how Oklahoma State's offense all of a sudden sucks so bad. <laughs> I, I'm guessing they haven't been shut. Up. If I, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb. I don't know this. I don't know anything about this. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's probably the first time they've been shut out, and I'm going to guess 20 years. What? Uh, Bubba, check, check on that. But Oklahoma State being shut out 20 years ago. Uh, here's one for you, Matt. Your favorite team got a win yesterday. How about UConn? Uh, they get a win over your uh, second favorite team, and that would be uh, BC. 13-3, hated for our friends in Chestnut Hills. First time ever, ever that they beat Boston College. They were 0-12 against them all time. Uh, UConn um, now has, I believe, four wins and has a chance to make a bowl game. Two out of their last three are winnable bowl ga- or winnable ball games. And uh, if UConn could go six and six in year one under um, what is their head coach's name, guys? Jim Moore Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah Jim Moore Jr. If he can get them six and six in, in year one, uh, that's unbelievable. And that win over Boston College for them is—I really thought they were going to storm the field, uh, but they didn't. Um, huge win for that program. Hey, um, by the way, let's go back to that Temple game really quick. Uh, Johnny had a great point. Temple was held to 20 yards on 20 carries against Navy. How about that, guys? Wow. wow. I'm surprised it was that close then. Wow. That's uh, that. And Craig even said that too. (laughs) Wow. Johnny Robertson. Wow. Uh, By the way, um, how about this? This is a great, uh, this is a great point Bubba makes about the K-State game. Starting quarterback Martinez was out for K State, and they still win forty-eight to nothing. I didn't know that, Bubba. That's in Unreal. fact, so that makes it even crazier. Um, yeah, no doubt. Mike Gundy is going to be getting beat up in uh, back in well, state this weekend. Hey, did you see that? Yeah, guy? yeah, we were just talking about that, Brandon. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, screw BC, and uh, I, I don't. I'm not a big UConn fan, uh, but. 
Um, you you always, the Huskies, Kyle. Yeah. You love the Huskies. I always thought it was, you know, <laughs> I, when they thought they were too good to be in the American. And oh yeah, I, I, I get it though. I do. They, they'd rather be in the Big East, and and quite frankly, independent football may be a better path for them. Um, if hey, you know. here's, here's uh, the answer. Bubba found it. He's our crack research team. First time OK, OK State has been shut out since Oklahoma shut them out in Bedlam in 2009. Okay, not 20 years, but it's been a while. Yeah, I'm, I, I mean, you think about Oklahoma State, the first thing you think of is a team that scores a ton of points. Yes. Yep. Yeah, Mike Gundy's offense is always humming. And how much, and how much air do you think Gundy lost? Do you think he still has a – does he still have the mullet? No, he doesn't have the mullet. He in a while. <laughs> the yeah, mullet now probably. belongs to uh, Holgerson. But I love it. Gotta give Bubba props, man. He's pulling these stats out of nowhere right now. That's Bubba's but Bubba's the stat man. He uh yeah. you people say stats are for losers. I say stats are for Bubba's. That's right. No doubt. No doubt. Uh do you guys uh, I know it's the off week, but uh what are you guys gonna be doing this week? I mean, it's uh it's one of those uh, interesting times of Well, the let's see, Dave. I'm gonna be doing chemo. Um after it's, that, it's uh, I'll be that. doing some more of that and then Hopefully by the weekend I'll be feeling good enough to uh, get out and do something. Um, it, it's almost nice to have a weekend off where you can plan to do something else. Um, and we actually, for all the wives out there, you get three Saturdays in a row here uh, with uh, with uh, no pirate football. But uh, I'm going to watch lots of other college football like I always do. This actually is getting to be a fun time of year. Uh, Maxion starts this week, guys. So you get you get Tuesday and Wednesday night football every week now with a little bit of the action. There you go. Nice. How about this? Illinois twenty six, Nebraska nine. Illinois is having a really good season. Quietly, 17th. big. We, we got to do that for um, for Matt. He's a Big Ten guy, and the Illini are seventeen now. Yeah, yeah. You got to give credit to. Uh, why am I drawing a, a blank on his name? The coach for Illinois. Oh God. Blake, Bre- Blake, yeah, Billima, Billima, yeah, he uh, he was a disaster at Arkansas. Arkansas. Just a bad fit, just a bad fit. That was not a that was not a the right hire for for that for that guy and for for that program at all. Yeah. Um, so now, in fact, he said they're now 14th. Wow. Well, good for the Alana, and uh, been a long time since so they've had that kind of success, and so um, good good for them. That's really all I got. <laughs> no, no. All right, guys. All right, uh, dude, let's come into one more game, um, and then, then right. we'll get out of here. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, I did not realize the NFL Network had a deal um, with different with different conferences, including the American. Uh, Houston SMU's on NFL Network next weekend, but um, I was watching uh, Marshall Coastal on the NFL Network last night, and I, I have never seen a game so annoying in my life. Marshall was clearly the better football team. They'd get down in the red zone and screw up over and over again because of piss poor play calling. Um, they got they Marshall should have won that game. They all ended up losing twenty four to thirteen. But I don't know if anybody else watched that. But Marshall was clearly better than Coastal and just and just kept shooting themselves in the foot. That that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. And uh, that's the way it goes, guys. Uh, Want to think obviously. Our sponsors, LNK Custom Homes. Uh, they're our title sponsor of the Pirate Football Playback. Call Kevin Walker, licensed general contractor. Uh, we have Porky's and also PGXGloves.com. Uh, Kyle, where uh, how did Trunk or Trade go in the costume contest, uh, Dave? 
the uh, well, we had about 40 kids. They actually, um, I didn't realize it, but there was four different trunk retreats at the same time. So that kind of hurt us, but um, uh, it is what it is. You learn, maybe we should do it the previous week. So, but anyway, um, you live and learn, but we had a great time and uh, certainly food is awesome. Uh, by the way, at Porky's and uh, give them a call there, Porky's Backyard Barbecue for your holiday party called the Holiday Brothers. And uh, as far as pgxclubs.com, Kyle, I know that uh, they have a lot of great stuff, right? Yeah, uh, get yourself some custom gloves for yourself for the golf course or maybe for whatever sport your kids play. Uh, pgxgloves.com, put in promo code ECU at checkout and save yourself 25%. All right, uh, I know it's an off week, but we'll still have all our programming here, including we'll have our Pirate Preview on Tuesday night, so stay with us. You've been watching the Pirate Football, football Playback, and hey, as always, go Pirates! You've been watching the Pirate Football Playback on the Sports Objective. Join us next Sunday night on our YouTube channel and Facebook Live as we talk East Carolina football. Follow us on social media at the Sports OBJ on Twitter and TikTok, at the Sports Objective on Instagram. Please like and follow our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel. As always, we appreciate you listening to the show. Go Pirates! Keep a plank or the short tank, trades beware, because we got a whole bunch of riding sailors in here. Come on.